Welcome back to Sister Alec Cast Tea, where we talk about all things church related. And we are still in the book of James. And we are still in the first chapter. Listen, the book of James is exciting to me. I don't know about you, but I am excited about the book of James. And I am gleaning a lot from this book. This book is telling us how that we are supposed to conduct ourselves as Christians, how to live as a Christian. Basically, in these days and times, listen, the the Bible talks about how uh, sin will be at its highest peak in the last day. You know, we can go back to uh, the book of Matthew chapter 24 and we can read, which actually it is a podcast. We can go back and listen to that podcast and we can find out the things that will be going on in the last days. Let me tell you, I don't know about you, but I believe with everything on the inside of me that Jesus is soon to come. And even though sin is growing higher and higher and, and the love of God is waxing cold and, and, and people are uh, uh, giving themselves over to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. These are things that we've learned in the book of Timothy uh, that will be going on in the last days. We will be living in perilous times and, and things of that nature. And, and in order for us, to, we still have to live in these times. We still have to love God and we still have to abide by his rules and his regulations. We still have to follow after his commandments, his principles, his laws, if you will. We still have to do these things, even though we're living in a time when it appears by man's eyesight, it appears that the enemy is winning the battle. It appears that way, but let me tell you, that is not happening. And especially if we have anything to do with it, not on our watch it will not happen therefore we uh, uh, we have to understand that we still have to live a righteous life we cannot fall into the traps we cannot be deceived by the enemy we cannot be uh, 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 taken away or straight away with our false doctrines and fables, old wise fables and things of that nature, which we learned about in the book of Timothy. So if you have not listened to the series on the first and the second book of Timothy, I admonish you to go and to listen to those series, listen to the podcast and hear what Paul had to say to Timothy about how uh, Christians are supposed to act in the house of God. And it also gives us an idea of the things that will be happening in the last and evil days. Listen, many, many false prophets will be out there prophesying. And, and as we can say in this day, prophet lying, just lying, just saying whatever they want to say, but not saying the word of God. So we have to know the Bible for ourselves so we can distinguish from the true prophets of God 
from the false prophets of uh, the false prophets, not prophets of God. Yeah, they they get they're prophet of God. They are prophet of the devil of uh, the lowercase G O D. But we want to know who are the true prophets of God, the capital G O D, the God of heaven, the God of the kingdom of light. Those are the prophets we want to know about. Uh, and, and yes, yeah, so in order for us to be able to discern, if we do not have the spirit of discernment or the gift, I would say, of discernment, which we can ask for. Listen, you can ask God to give you the gift of discernment, the spirit of discernment. You know, if we are trying to increase uh, discerning skills, if you will, you know, we have to get into the word of God. So when somebody is telling us something that is not uh, conducive to the word of God, that does not um, uh, go along with what the word of God is telling us, then we can look at, we can mark that one. The Bible tells us to mark that one, put a mark on that person and say, yeah, that one right there, that's not of God. Mark that person because then you will know that no, whatever you say, I am not listening to it because you are not talking about uh, the scripture or the Bible or the things of God that I know about or that is in the Bible or that the 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 spirit of God is is uh, downloading to me, if you will. So there we have to know what is in the bible so that's why we study the word of god for ourselves we have to get it into our own spirit so we will know in this lesson days evil days that we won't be deceived in so many words we don't want to be deceived by the enemy because he is out walking to and fro we talked about that on the last episode we read from the book of job Satan is walking to and fro, up and down all the earth, looking, seeking out somebody to deceive. And we do not want to fall in his trap. We do not want to be the one that is deceived by the devil. Listen, I'm telling you, been there, done that. And we don't want to go down that right, right uh, route anymore. We don't want to go down that road. We want to be on the um, narrow road. We don't want to be on that broad road What the Bible talks about there's going to be two roads one that's going to be broad and a whole bunch of people going to be going down that road we want to be on that narrow road that's going to heaven that's going to the kingdom the throne of god that's the road that we want to be on and the bible tells us that's a narrow road and few will be on that road but we want to be on the road with the few people we don't want to be on the road where everybody else is going down the same road we don't want to be on that road and that's uh, that's in anything you don't want to follow the crowd <laughs> that's in in business you don't want to be following after the crowd you want to do something different or do something great so anywho that's here not neither here nor there just a through a little bit of business talk in there but Back to the task at hand. We are still in the first chapter of the book of James. And listen, James is only four chapters. So it just depends on how good we are gleaning. And and, and also it depends on how much I am talking and just talking. Uh, but we're going to see how many series we can get out of the book of James. It's only four chapters, guys. You can read that in one sitting. 
one sitting go and read the book of James and yeah and let's discuss it here on sister Allie Cat's tea now here we are coming to the advantages of our trials that we go through we learn how the attitudes that we're supposed to have in our trials we learned about you know God he does not make trials come upon us because he is angry with us we've learned all those things in the first episode but here we're going to learn the advantages of our trials now if we take on our trials with the right mindset they will pr produce abundance or endurance my god from zion i'm so excited i'm just adding words now if uh, we take our trials with the right mindset we will produce endurance yes we will and we talked about that how we will endure our endurance will increase how our our strength will increase because you know what the devil did at the beginning of our trial Hunty, when we get down in that thing and we are closing getting close to the end that same trick that the devil did at the beginning it don't work that's because we have in we have increased our endurance we have gained strength we have gained something from that trial we have been uh, uh worked and we have hope and our faith in god and the things of god and 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 the um deliverance of god has increased so we look at the things that the devil did in the beginning we we laugh at that because it's like really you still doing that seriously no no devil get behind me because that is not working on me today so this is not a new revelation james is telling us this is nothing new this is nothing new to us it is just a simple reminder you know this through your own experiences the own the things that you go through on your own accord you know that what james is telling us is true remember there is no gain without some kind of investment back to a business jargon here there's no gain without investment you have to put something in in order to get something out and we're going to learn that throughout this book you got to put something in to get something out you got to uh, uh put faith in to uh to gain that endurance you have to go through something to gain that endurance you have to walk accordingly you have to walk in the will of god you have to walk in the things of god to gain faith yes you have to uh walk in belief to gain faith to increase your faith you got to put something in in order to get something out. You got to put in time in the word of God in order to get the word on the inside. In order, in, Just in order to believe the word. To have faith in the word. You have to put it on the inside. So therefore you have to uh, read and study the word of God. Even if you are listening to. Uh, I, don't, uh, I say if you are listening to the word of God. Uh, by um, by your, your technology. By your phone or or an app or what have you you are getting that word on the inside of you if you even if you're listening to somebody break down the word or minister the word just as i am doing here on sister alley cat's tea you are getting that word on the inside of me and i encourage you don't um allow someone to tell you the word of god without you reading it for yourself don't even allow sister alley cat's 
to tell you the word of God without reading it for yourself. Because why? We are human. We make mistakes. We don't do it. In, a lot of us don't do it intentionally. If we do do it, it's not intentional. But there are a lot of people out there that are doing it intentionally. So it's very important that you know it for yourself. You read it for yourself. So when Sister cats come on and say, we're going to talk about this chapter or this scripture on today. You know what Sister Cat is talking about, but you may glean something. She may say something to you that you hadn't heard or you didn't think about or you didn't recognize. Come on, somebody. We are in this thing together. We are learning together. So as we go on and glean from the book of James, listen, let endurance show itself is what James is telling us perfectly. Have full effect in what you do. Then you will be perfect. You will be mature. Yes, perfect here means mature. You will be mature and complete. You will be whole having everything that you need. Let endurance show itself. Come on now, that endurance that you gained. Yeah, you were crying last week, but honey, you done crying about that this week. No, devil, you're not going to have me crying about that this week. Why? Because God has given me strength. God has given me a revelation in his word. Yes, he has told me in his word that he is going to deliver me, that he is going to make it all right. He is going to fight for me. He is going to do it for me. All I got to do is trust in him. So this week, devil, no, I submit myself to God and I resist you. So therefore you must flee. And we will learn that later on in the book of James. That is scripture here in the book of James as well. So let your endurance that you have gained, let it show itself perfectly so that you may mature in the spirit, that you may be whole and whole in the spirit, complete in the spirit, having everything that you need. Yes, we want to be mature in the word of God. We want to be mature in the things of God. We don't want, we want to mature. We may start out as a youngster. We may start out young, but that's what the word and the teaching of God is for. So we can learn it, not only learn it, not only hear it, but to apply it to our lives. So we will mature in these things. That's when we go to school in the, in the natural sense, when we go to uh, uh, elementary school, you know, we are, we are learning. We're learning our ABCs, our one, two, threes. We're learning our colors and things of that nature. And when we get to middle school, we know all of that. So we have matured. We have to go on to calculus and, and, and uh, my God and Zion, political science and things of that nature. We've learned all that and we have to move on. We are maturing in the things that we know in the natural sense, in this natural world. So we have to do the same thing in the spirit. We have to mature. We have to move on from uh, uh, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. 
not move on in a sense of leaving that behind but yes that is a powerful scripture and we're always going to have that in our arsenal but we need to move on to something like uh let's see just that i'm reading my notes on my wall here what about something like this psalms 11 and 6 that says upon the wicked shall rain snares fire and brimstone and a horrible tempest shall be the portion of their cup now that's a far cry from the lord is my shepherd but all the word is good now hear me clearly don't get me don't 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 misunderstand what i'm saying yeah because a lot and i say it that way because a lot of people you know when they were young uh going to church with their parents or what have you uh the sunday school teacher made us learn uh the lord is my shepherd psalms 23 everybody should know psalms 23 because that was something that was taught us just because but honey when you mature in the spirit you can go on to to, to uh, tearing down the devil's kingdom and saying scriptures like Psalms 11 and 6 or you can say a scripture like Psalms 109 and 17 as he loved cursing so let it come unto him as he delight not in blessings so let it be far from him you know you you uh, you're growing in the spirit you're you're in warfare you know how to war you're learning scriptures that will teach you how to war so yes we have to mature in the spirit as well or we have to mature and and, and understand that that god um he is a god of consuming fire. he's a god of love but he's also a god of consuming fire or we must understand things of uh, that god sits in his temple god sits on a throne that is on wheels you can Find that out in the book of Ezekiel when Ezekiel said he saw uh, wheels in the middle of wheels. Listen, those wheels are at the bottom of the throne of God. When he talks about the chairs and they, you know, have four faces and uh, uh, a face of a man and a face of a lion and a face of a, a eagle and an ox and, and they have four wings and uh, they have two wings, you know. I lift it up and they have two wings to cover them. All this is stuff that you learn when you are mature in the spirit. And this is the chariot of God. Come on, somebody. We have to grow in the spirit of God. We have to grow from uh, knowing uh, the scripture. Um, the Lord is my shepherd into going into things of, of Ezekiel telling us about what he saw in heaven that god sits on a throne his throne is a chariot and it rolls it is on wheels and these wheels are angels they are cherubs listen come on somebody we gotta learn these things we have to get uh we have to grow basically we have to grow in the spirit we can't be on uh, milk all the time we have to come and eat some meat in God always being on milk is not going to mature us and the 
you are a 20 year old just saying for instance in the spirit and you still drinking from a bottle that is gonna uh, rotten your teeth out come on somebody you need to be eating some meat you need to be chowing down on some chicken and some fish and some uh pork if you will why <laughs> because everything that god makes is good we talked about that also in the book of Timothy. You just bless it, you eat it, and you keep it moving. My God from Zion. Okay, let's get on. I am excited about the word of God. We want to mature in the spirit. Now, see, perseverance is only the beginning of the benefits. Listen, perseverance must finish its works to produce the ultimate byproducts. The byproducts of our perseverance is maturity and spiritual fulfillment. Come on, somebody. The byproducts of our perseverance is maturity and spiritual fulfillment. Somebody ought to tweet that if you're still on Twitter. <laughs> Let me tell you about that Twitter now. Don't get it twisted. There's something going on there. But anyway, somebody ought to make a post. Perseverance is the by, uh, perseverance uh the product let me see let's get it right now the byproducts of perseverance is maturity and spiritual fulfillment let me say that again you have my permission to say it per, the byproducts of perseverance is maturity and spiritual fulfillment come on somebody make a post about that spiritual maturity is the main goal out of all of our testing listen that's the goal the goal of our testing is for us to grow spiritually come on somebody if my faith is if i don't have any faith the goal of my testing is at least to give me the faith of, of a grain of a mustard seed. Some kind of faith. Yeah. That's the goal of my test. It's for me to have faith. The Bible tells us without faith, it is impossible to please God. If we don't have any faith, we can't please God no matter what we do. God is not pleased with us if we don't have any faith. So that is the, the, the goal of our test. Of our testing. Let's, let's, let's make it poor. Of our testing when we go through tests. The goal is for us to grow spiritually. For us to mature spiritually. It is certainly difficult to see how trials can be welcomed with an attitude of joy. My God, because James is telling us to have an attitude of joy when we go through our trials. But it is difficult to see how we can welcome our trial with joy. Uh, yeah. How am I supposed to have joy? Well... You might say, where do I turn or where do I go to get help in understanding this contradiction? Because it truly is a contradiction. 
I'm in a trial, but my attitude is supposed to be joyful. I'm getting beat down by the enemy, but I'm supposed to have joy. Yeah. I'm being fought on every side with spirits, but I'm supposed to have joy. The enemy is fighting me against in my mind, and I'm supposed to have joy. The enemy is fighting me in my body. I can barely get around, but I'm supposed to have joy. The doctor called me and told me I have cancer, but I'm supposed to have joy. That is what James is telling us. We are supposed to have joy, the attitude of joy, as a matter of fact. So this is a contradiction. Where, where do we turn for that? Well, to those of us who are feeling frustrated and confused by this high goal, if I, if I can say high, uh, almost, almost a goal that's up in heaven is just that high. Well, we can uh, ask God for wisdom. That's what James said. If you're frustrated and confused about this goal, James said, ask God for wisdom for coping with your trials, not just for deliverance from them. <laughs> My God, I'm saying, listen, the word of God is right all by itself. There is no corners that we can cut. James is telling it like it is. is. If you got a problem, you feel like you can't... Um, understand this you can't comprehend joy in the midst of your trial in the midst of your uh, uh trauma in the midst of your calamity in the midst of it he said if you're frustrated and confused about this well guess what you need to do you need to ask god to give you some wisdom to cope with this trial instead of asking him for deliverance what what are you saying? Ask God for wisdom to cope with it. My God from Zion. The word of God is good. Oh my God. The Bible tells us to taste and see that, the, that God is good. Listen, it's like I'm tasting something sweet in my mouth right now. My God. He said we ought to ask God for wisdom in coping with it. Mm, mm, mm. That is good to me. I don't know about you, but it is good to me. Wisdom. What does wisdom mean right here? Wisdom means the spiritual capacity to see from God's point of view. Life and how we should conduct ourselves while we are living it. Come on, somebody. In this capacity, wisdom means the, 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 in this, in this scripture, wisdom means the spiritual capacity, spiritual. Now listen, it's got to be spiritual. You got to see with a spiritual eye, not with your natural eye. We have to ask God to open up our spiritual eyes and our spiritual ears so that we can hear and we can see what the spirit is telling us. We can see what the spirit is Telling the church, we can hear what the Spirit is speaking unto the church in this day and in this season. And you are the church. You are the church. So what is the Spirit 
telling you what do you see in the spirit just as i just mentioned what ezekiel saw in the spirit he saw the throne of god it was like a chariot it was it had wheels what are we seeing in the spirit how can we live our lives from God's point of view? Elevate our mind to the spiritual aspect of God, to what, how God sees it. Listen, if God is rolling around on a, 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 a throne, hunty. Come on now, we got to see it in a spiritual aspect. A wheel in the middle of the wheel and the wheels. Listen, these wheels had rims. Go and search it out for yourself. When you look at the scripture in the uh, Hebrew uh, uh, meaning rims, these will have rims. Come on now, my God from Zion. I thank God. I was listening to Apostle Pagani, and he he was breaking this stuff down. I'm just gonna name drop right here. Apostle Pagani was uh, teaching. He he liked to talk about things. Um, uh, things that aren't normally talked about. I'll put it like that. And yes, and honey, I was looking at the scriptures for my own self with my own two eyes. That's why I say, look it up for yourselves. And honey, let me tell you, I was blown away. I was like, oh my God, this is what the scripture is actually saying. And I'm doing the research myself. Yes. We have to look at it from the point of view of God, God's point of view. How does he see it? When we, you know, our thoughts are not God's thoughts. And his thoughts are as high above us, our thoughts, as the heaven is from the earth. But listen, God, that's what, what James is saying. Ask God. God can show you. The spiritual things. He can show you the secret things of heaven. He can show you his point of view. In the midst of your trial. In the midst of your tribulation. When people, uh, individual are being used by Satan. Or they're being agents of Satan. And we can look at it as though that, hey, listen. God is calling this individual to his kingdom even though the devil is using them to fight up against you on the job or where have you what have you wherever whatever the devil is using this person but listen that person has a soul and God wants you to endure what is happening because God is calling that individual just as he called Paul, listen, we can put it all together. It all comes, it comes full circle. Listen to me. Paul persecuted the church. We've already found that out. He drug them out of their houses to be persecuted. He was a violent man. But listen, God had a plan for him on the road to Damascus. Jesus Christ met him, blinded him. Why are, you, why are you kicking against the prick? Why are you fighting against me? Is what Jesus asked him. But listen. Paul was one of the greatest apostles. And he never uh, uh, walked with Jesus on this earth. 
Paul wrote the epistles in the New Testament. Come on, somebody. He was a great man. He had that same zeal that he had for the kingdom of darkness. He used that same zeal for the kingdom of light. He used that same zeal for God the Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. God put that in him. That's why I say that everybody belongs to God. Everybody is the child of God. God said he wished that no man would perish, that everybody will come to the truth. We learned that already. Yes. So that one that's getting on your nerves, on your job, come on, somebody. You need to pray for that one. God got something for them to do in this last and evil day. We all have an assignment that we need to accomplish before the day of Jesus Christ. Before Jesus Christ comes back to earth. We all have an assignment. And that assignment is to go out into the hedges and the highways and to compel the people to come to Jesus Christ. That assignment is to go out into the harvest. The harvest is great, but the laborers are few. God don't have enough laborers. He, he needs some laborers. Listen to me. So that person that's aggravating you on your job, pray for that one. Pray that God save them, set them free. Fill them with the Holy Spirit. So you and that person can go out two by two. Hallelujah. Glory be to the Lamb of God. Like Jesus sent out the apostles two by two, honey. When they were disciples, they were sent out two by two to do the work of the Lord. So you and that individual can do the work of the Lord and you can do it together in love. And do a great work and call out the people of God from the snares of the devil. Amen and amen. And that's why we have to see things from God's point of view. Yeah, let me tell you, I didn't always have this mindset. No, ma'am and no, sir. Sister Alicaz didn't think like this. Sister Alicaz was like, Lord, send down your fire from heaven, burn them to smithereens. Because I need some satisfaction up in here. But. I matured. Come on somebody. The word of God is good. I matured in that aspect. And now I can say I forgive you. I pray. That God bless you. In the midst of your evilness. I pray the blessings of God upon you. And I pray that you walk in the call that wherewith God has called you. I pray you walk in your destiny. You walk in the kingdom of God in that same zeal that you use to torment me. You're going to use it for the kingdom of God. You're going to use it for God the Father and Jesus Christ. That same mindset that you have that you got to torment me day and night that same mindset you gonna use it for God see I, I, I growed in that area I matured in that area so this is what Paul is telling us we have them now listen let me let, let me be clear sister Ellie Katz don't have that mindset every day 
Because there will be some days when Sister Alicat is not with it, as we say. Or Sister Alicat is um, not full of the spirit like she's supposed to be. Yeah. Why? Because Sister Alicat is human. I'm, Sister Alicat is made from the dust of the earth. And you know I'm talking about myself. I am Sister Alicat. Yeah, I'm made from the dust of the earth. So therefore, yeah, like we talked about before, when I get up every day, I don't I don't smell roses every day. Some days I smell the, the, the decay of roses. Those roses have died. So I'm not feeling my cheerful self, if you will. I don't have the joy that James is telling us that we have to have every day. <laughs> my God from Zion. Boy, this word is good to me today. Honey, I am gleaning. Yes, yes, yes. How we should conduct ourselves while we are living. We got to ask God. Ask God for it. Wisdom involves making the right choices and doing the right things. Our Father God is generous. To everyone and will give it to us without finding fault. God will give it to us liberally. If we ask for it, he'll give it to us. He's generous. And as a matter of fact, and I'm going to put this in it. This is Sister Alicat's words. He know that we need it. The Bible says he knows what we need before we even ask for it. That's what the Bible says. Before we even ask, he already know what we need. So therefore, he know that we need wisdom. He know that we need the wisdom to know how to cope with our trials and our tribulations. He know that we need that type of wisdom in these last and evil days in 2022. When spirits leaping out like frogs, as the Bible tells us. As many are giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. When many are being lovers of their own selves instead of lovers of God. They're heady, they're high-minded, they're proudful, they're boastful. Truth breakers, evildoers. Yeah. And we have to live in that day, this day. 2022 September as a matter of fact we have to live in this day and we have to be joyful my God from Zion how do we do that James said we got to ask God for some wisdom of how to do it. Oh, my God from Zion. But James is not cutting no corners. He is not letting us lay down. He is keeping us on our feet. You may think one way, but James is saying, no, no. Get up. Get up and stand on your feet. Because if you're frustrated and you don't understand how you're going to be able to do this. What you need to do is you need to ask God for it. Oh my God from Zion. Come on somebody. Come on somebody. Are we eating good today or not? 
Are we filling up our belly? I don't know about you, but I got a, a plate with a fork and a spoon. Like my sister-in-law says, when she when she ready to eat good, my sister-in-law said that she get a spoon. She don't need a fork because she is ready to eat. And she will get a spoon to eat her food because she know she is going to eat good and she going to eat good with a spoon. So listen, I got a plate and I got a fork and a spoon right here today. This word of God is good to me. My God from Zion, I feel strength from it right now in this day and in this time in 2022 in the midst of my calamity. In the midst of my trouble, in the midst of my trial, I can put a smile on my face when I read the word of God. And it tells me you need to ask God for wisdom of how to cope with these things, how to cope in your trial. When the devil is, is knocking you up against the head, you need to ask God how to cope with it. Why? Because he's going to give you the secret things. He's going to tell you the secret things of heaven. Glory be to the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. And we're going to move on. When we are asking God for such things, there are some prerequisites. Listen. There's some necessary requirements beforehand that we have to do. Uh-huh. When we asking God for uh, this wisdom and, and, and things and all this goodness and all this greatness and all this sweetness that we tasting and we eating here today, eating on some chocolate cake with chocolate icing, uh-huh, uh-huh. While we eating on all these things, James tell us there are some prerequisites to that, some necessary requirements to get the secret things of God. To get the great things of God. To get the heavenly things of God. There are some prerequisites to that. There's some necessary requirements that we have to have before we get it. And what did James say? James said that we must ask in faith. My God, my God, my God. We have to ask God in faith. Listen, our trials come to make us have faith or give us faith or help us to gain faith. And then while we're in the trial, we have to have joy. My God from Zion. And then Paul, uh, James said, if you're frustrated and you don't understand how to have joy, you need to ask God for some wisdom on how to cope with this thing. And then when we asking God how to cope with this thing and have wisdom, there are some prerequisites and some necessary requirements. In other words, there's some necessary requirements that you got to have or you got to do beforehand before God gives this to you. And what is that necessary requirement, ma'am? You got to ask in faith. So it comes up. Uh, Full circle, honey. Full circle. It comes back to faith. You cannot ask God for nothing and you don't have faith in your asking. Or should I say, you will receive nothing. That's, that's scripture. I can't quote it right right now because I'm so excited about this word. But you will not receive anything if you're, if you're not asking in faith. 
So my God from Zion, James is saying, if you want it, you got to ask and you got to ask in faith, auntie. And what? God is going to give it to you. Do not let unbelief and doubt come into your mind and take control of you. No, no, we can't let unbelief and doubt come in. Honey, that's what the devil want us to do. He want us to walk around in unbelief and, and fear and thinking, oh my God, God can't do it. God can do anything. God can do everything. He is the one who made the heavens and the earth. He opens the heavens like a curtain. The stars in the sky is open like a curtain to God. God sits on his throne and earth is his footstool. This is scripture. Come on, he is a big God. He sits high, but he looks low. He looks up. His hand is not too short that he cannot save us. His ear is not too heavy that he cannot hear our cries. Come on, somebody. The word of God is good to me today. I feel strength right now from the word of God. It says, don't let unbelief and doubt come into our mind and take control of us. Honey, if he could do it for these people in the Bible. And we don't even have to go that far back. But I'm going to start with the Bible. If he could do it for Joshua and the children of Israel. If he could do it for Moses. Uh, and the children of Israel. If he can do it for Isaiah. If he could do it for Ezekiel and Jeremiah. If he could do it for Amos. Come on somebody. If he could do it for Mark and Luke and James and John. Peter. Come on, Peter, Peter, he, he, oh my God, from Zion, come on, y'all. Let's talk about the word of God. Peter denied Jesus. And he, not only once, but he did it three times. He was cussing. He was like, I don't know that so-and-so and so who you are. I don't, I don't have nothing to do with him. Peter was cussing. I don't know Jesus. He denied Jesus three times. Jesus told him it was going to happen. Then after the third time, what happened? The cock crew. And he was sorrowful because Jesus told him it was going to happen. And, and he even told Jesus, I never deny you. I never do it. Never, ever will I deny you. And what happened? He denied Jesus Christ. But listen, Peter was one of the greatest apostles that walked the earth. Come on, somebody. If God can do it for Peter, he can do it for us. Yes, he can. Yes, he can. He could do it for you and he could do it for me. We cannot allow unbelief and doubt to get in our minds and take control. Why? Because that's what the devil wants us to do. The first thing the devil comes against us with is deception. He deceives man first. That's the first thing he comes in and tells. Well, he told Eve, hey, listen, we can go back to the very beginning to the book of Genesis. What did he tell Eve? Basically, he asked her a question. What? Oh, well, you mean, he said that if you eat of this tree, you can't, <laughs> you're going to have, <laughs> come on, you're going to be like gods? Really? 
I don't have time to go there, but come on, we can go there. We can we can go to the book of Genesis and see how he deceived Eve. No, no, none of that gonna happen. Are you kidding me? And 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 granted, I am using my own words. Now, don't get it. Don't think that this is in the Bible. I'm using my own words. But like, no, that's not gonna happen to you. But what happened? Come on. That's the first thing he do is deceive us. Or try to deceive us, I should say. Because we on our P's and Q's. We hearing what James got to say about this thing. We putting it in our arsenal and we using it. We not just hearing the word and not doing nothing with it. We are hearing the word and we are using it on a daily basis. Come on somebody. We going to get down into this thing. We got to shut it down. My God from Zion, never come before God like a wave of the sea is what James is saying. Oh my God from Zion, blown and tossed back and forth, back and forth by the wind. This is that doubt and unbelief kicking in. Today I believe, tomorrow I don't believe. No, it, it, you can be like today I'm, uh, I'm fired up and tomorrow I may not be as fired up, but I still believe. Come on somebody. You can't tell me that Jesus Christ didn't die on the cross for my sins. I'm going to take that to the grave with me. I believe he did. You cannot tell me that. Yes, that's the attitude. That's the mindset that we have to have in the midst of our trials and our tribulations. And that's just a little, uh, uh, that's a, uh, not a little something, but that's just a, a, a how do I want to say it? Just a one sentence, I would put it. That's just one sentence. You can't tell me that sentence. Just like James did, the, the Sanhedrin took him up and said, uh, tell everybody that Jesus is not the Messiah. What did James do? We, we found that out in the introduction. James was up there and they talked about tell everybody that Jesus is not the Messiah. And James hollered out that Jesus is the son of God and the judge of the world. That's what James did. So we got to have that same mindset. The devil going to come and tell us that Jesus didn't die upon the cross for us. Yes, he did. And guess what? He coming back for me as well, auntie. As we can say, my God, I'm so excited right now. Glory be to the Lamb of God. I'm telling you, the word is good to me on today. Yes, he died on the cross for my sins. He went down to death, hell, and the grave. And he took the keys from Satan. And he's coming back for me. Yes, he is in a cloud. And it just depends on where I am when he come back. I'm going to meet him in the clouds. Yes, sir. That's what my Bible said. And ain't no devil in hell or out of hell can tell me anything different. That's the mindset that we have to have in these last and evil days. Yes. God is saying, James is saying, we can't come to God like a wave of the sea, the wave blowing back and forth, back and forth. Back. I believe today and I don't believe tomorrow. No. I believe today and I believe tomorrow. I might just be a little solemn or, or, or not feeling up to par on tomorrow. But guess what? My belief is still there. My faith is still there. Yes. There is a difference. There is a difference. 
there is a difference. Yes, it is. <laughs> and I want to say, does say it, Sister Alley Cat's T. There is a difference. God is not pleased when we are double minded. He's not pleased with a double minded man who is unstable in everything. In all, everything that he does, he's unstable. God is not pleased with that. God has not made us like that as a matter of fact. Excuse me, I can add on to that. I, I want to add on to that. These are not words from the Bible. Hear me. Hear me clearly. These are not words from the Bible. But I, Sister Alicast, want to add on to that. God has not made us like that. God never made us like that. You know when that double-mindedness comes in? That's because the devil is come in. And he's whispered in the ear of man. And making man unstable. Making him double-minded. The God mind or the God mindset is saying God is going to do it. But the devil is on the, hey, we can use it like that. You know, the little, you got a little, uh, you got a demon on one shoulder and you got an angel on another shoulder. How they depict it. And the, and the angel is saying God can do it and God is going to bless you and he's going to see you through it and he's going to fight for you and you know just be patient and have faith and have wisdom and God is going to bring you out of this trial but then there's this demon on the other side saying no he's not he's not going to do it he can't do it for you he yeah he may do it for somebody else but he's not going to do it for you you know because you you did this and you did that and uh you this kind of person and you that no no, that's where that double-mindedness comes in because the devil is telling you that God can't do it when you know, or the angel on the other side is telling you that God can't. Come on, somebody. We're just using some depictions here today to make a picture so we can get it in our mind what's actually going on. All this is going on in the spiritual realm. That's when the devil, you send his demons, honey. Demons, they come attack you. They, when you're thinking of, uh, of things that you shouldn't be thinking of, that's a demon talking to your mind or putting a, a planted a seed, I, I can say. Planted a seed there. And now you're dwelling on it. Come on, we learned about this in the whole Armor of God series. We learned about this. Yes, we did. So then, then you're double-minded. And what the Bible said, we are unstable in everything that we do. If we are double-minded. If we blown back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. We are double-minded in everything that we do. Listen, we don't want to be double-minded in everything we do. We can't even decide on what we're going to eat for dinner. Come on, somebody. Not, not so the other cats and not you, not on my watch. I'm going to make sure I'm going to do everything that's in my ability to make sure that you understand that you're not going to be like that or that you have the knowledge, I should say, that you have the knowledge not to be like that. Not on my watch, honey. You can't, uh, you can't double minded. The Bible says unstable in everything that he does. You can't decide on what to eat for dinner. 
you got you can't decide if you want to put on the red pants or the black pants got you so tore up you can't make it to church because you don't know what to put on uh-uh no not on my watch not on my watch. You're going to understand the scripture. You're going to understand the gospel of Jesus Christ. God said he is not pleased with that. And I want to throw in there uh, from my own understanding and my own knowledge that God didn't make us like that in the first place. He didn't make us like that. The devil comes in and fights us. Or fights man, if you will, to make man like that. God didn't make man like that. That comes from the pits of hell. Or wherever the devil. Or however you want to say it. Some people may not say it comes from the pit. I know it comes from the kingdom of darkness. Let's put it that way. <clears throat> it comes from the kingdom of darkness. Because it definitely didn't come from the kingdom of light. Amen and amen. So the word is telling us God is not pleased with a double-minded man who is unstable in everything he does like an unsteady staggering drunk. You walking around like you drunk. That's the picture of drunk uh, trying to walk and get from point A to point B. Picture a person that's drunk trying to go from point A to point B. That's a picture that you can use in your mind when you think about double-minded man. Just unstable in everything that he does. And we are not. We are not going to be like that. No, sir. And no, ma'am. To receive from God, we must have assurance he will and he is able to do just what we ask him to do. We can look that up in Matthew. <coughs> Excuse me. We can look that up in Matthew 21 and 22. The Bible says, In all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believe in it, you shall receive it. All things. Whatever you ask while you praying, if you believe it, and I want to add in there, if it is the will of God, because some things that we want is not the will of God. Take it from me. Been there, done that. Some things that we want are not the, the, is not the will of God. But if we are asking in prayer, in the will of God, I'm going to throw that in there. And we are believing the Bible say we shall have received it. That's Matthew 21 and 22. So you got to believe. If you ask it and you believe it, you will receive it. Anyone who asks for wisdom must have hope. This is what James is telling us. You want that wisdom so you can cope with your trials and your tribulations. You got to have hope. We're going back to that hope. We talked about swallowing hope. We got to get it down on the inside of us. Yeah. Anyone who asks for wisdom must have hope. My God, my God. I don't know, hunty. Listen. 
I'm trying to end this thing. Because it is so good. It is so good. Mm-mm-mm. We're not going to get to where I want to go. But listen, anyone who's asking, Asperger must have hope. Whatever the economic position, whatever position you're in. Because it's talking about uh, uh, the, the poor and the rich here. Whatever economic position that you're in, we must see eternal advantages to it. If we live in poverty, we must see the eternal advantage to it. If we are rich, we must see the eternal advantage to it. A person in humble circumstances uh, can be glad in his high standing spirituality. Come on now, spiritually. And the one who is rich can be glad for his human frailty. Why? Because he knows that his eternal glory is in Jesus Christ. So either way you go, James is breaking it down. There is nothing that you can say. If you if you poor, you can be glad for your standing is spiritually. Because, honey, if you ain't got nothing, you on your knee, you praying to God, you everything is about God. Listen. Take it from me. Been there, done that. Even if you're rich, you may not be as spiritual as the poor man. But listen, you're glad in your frailty. You still believe God. You still know God. You still love God. You know that your eternal glory is in Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody. James is putting it out there. There's no, you can't turn to the left and neither can you turn to the right because James got you looking forward, looking forward. You can't do it because wherever, if you turn to the left, he got you. If you turn to the right, he got you. You got to keep it, keep it in, in line. You got to go forward. You got to move on. You got to grow. You got to mature. You can't stand there stagnant. James is telling you, come on, somebody. This thing is good to me today. Remember, social notoriety passes away. You've been socially known. You, I mean, in, in today, we can say, you know, we got a, a million followers and, you know, I'm a million views and I'm this and I'm that on social media for us today and you know everybody knows me and you know when they see me uh in the store they know who i am listen that passes away wealth withers away like a wild flower in the hot sun and fame will also fade come on this is what james is telling us all that's gonna fade away it's gonna pass away Therefore, we will hope in eternal things, which is evidence of our believing faith. When we hope in eternal things, if we're rich, we still hope in eternal things. If we're poor, we still hope in eternal things. Why? Because it's our believing faith. Yes, we are good. Back to that faith. We are growing. We are maturing. In the things of God. Yeah, I got money, but honey, that money. Anyway, guys, we will hope in eternal things, which is the evidence of our believing faith. Now, finally, the one who asks for wisdom must be steadfast 
and full of love. Also, he who endures and has stood the test will receive the crown of life. The steadfastness reveals your love for God. Yes, that is a great point to end with on today. Steadfastness. Your steadfastness will reveal your love for God. So be steadfast. Unmovable. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. Yes, even in the midst of your trial, in the midst of your trouble, in the midst of your calamity. We must ask God for wisdom so we will understand how to have joy in the midst of our situation. And again, thank you for listening to Sister Alicat's Tea, where we talk about all things church related. And guys, I love you with the love of God. And I will talk to you very soon.